Hello and welcome. I am Dr. Lara May, a clinical pharmacist specializing in functional medicine, as well as a certified yoga teacher and Reiki master. I run a truly integrative health coaching practice, encompassing functional medicine lab testing, yoga and meditation, and a sprinkling of Reiki energy medicine. Join me here on Light Body Radio to break through your health plateau and come into alignment with your natural vitality. Welcome to the very first episode of Light Body Radio in the new decade 2020. I'm really excited and grateful that you're here today and you've decided to lend some of your valuable time to expanding your knowledge, expanding your energy, deepening your relationship with yourself, and just taking a moment to figure out what's new out there by listening in to my humble little podcast, Light Body Radio. So thank you. And I hope everyone had a fantastic holidays. I know we're already halfway through January now and the holidays might seem so far, but they're always such a whirlwind and we can learn so much from them. And then it seems like that switch is just turned off. So I want to also take this opportunity to reflect back And with the new year, we want to look forward, but we also want to reflect back. And so what is it that you are ready to release? What is it that you're ready to let go of? And you might see a lot of memes or things out there on social media that, you know, say I'm ready to kick 2019 to the curb, um, move forward. But I want you to get specific. And if you have the chance right now, wherever you are, to take out a notebook or a journal, or even maybe just jot something down in the corner of your planner, whatever it may be. And just maybe even like, doesn't have to be anything super in depth, just maybe a couple of words. Maybe it's I'm ready to release and let go of resentment towards a family member or a partner, or I'm ready to release and let go of fear, fear I have of success, fear I have of being seen, fear I have of am I safe or not. So, um, you know, it could be anything. So whatever pops into your mind, take a moment, close your eyes, take a deep breath in through your nose, not through your mouth, let it all go. And just think for a couple seconds, what is it that you are ready to release and let go of? What are you ready to heal? Maybe you've already thought about this quite a lot and you're sort of rolling your eyes like, oh, come on, please. Can we talk about something else? So so in this episode, I want to talk about what my chosen word and theme is for 2020 And it came to me back in November, I was at the Spirit Junkie Masterclass Level 2, a live retreat with Gabrielle Bernstein, and I chose to schedule a session with a medium while I was there. There was a lot of spiritual work going on, and it's a fantastic retreat to learn how to expand my toolbox as a spiritual teacher. 
So my intention going into this channeling mediumship session was to be open to whatever source wanted me to know the most. It was really fun and um, really surprising in some ways, but the best and the most important thing I took away from this session was the word flow. And during 2019, I was largely feeling stuck in my business, um, but not knowing what else I should do. I was, quote, doing a lot, maybe even trying to force things a little bit, but I definitely wasn't flowing. So with the gentle nudge of source through this session and my deliberate intention that I brought to the session, the word that came up was flow. And when that came up, you know, there's, it can mean so many different things in so many different contexts. But for me at that time, especially being in that place, in that at that retreat, working and learning about things that I can bring to my practice, bring to this blog, br- or sorry, bring to this podcast and my blog, uh, ways to reach out and make contact with more of you and help more of you on your way to health and healing. Um, the word flow was just, it just felt so right. It was like, a lightning bolt of synchronicity, like, yes, that's it. And so I decided to really make a concerted effort and intention. And I guess the word effort is kind of contradictory to the word flow. But um, to make flow my theme for 2020. So this year, you've probably already noticed it if you read my blog. And if you don't, you can find it at drlaramay.com forward slash blog super simple. I invite you to check it out. But my first two blog posts for this year have been about flow. And so you will definitely hear me talking about it. And then I and my intention is to bring flow into these offerings in as many different ways and as many different contexts as possible, so that you all can also see how flow is not just about sitting down and meditating, which is amazing. um, But it can also be about how to bring flow into your workplace, how to bring flow into doing your taxes, how to bring flow into so many of these practical things that as humans on this planet right now, we have to deal with we can't avoid them. So I I say this a lot, but we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And as humans on planet Earth, sometimes we have to do some very um, mundane and terrestrial things. But that doesn't mean that we can't flow through them and that we can't bring um, energy and and spirit and all these different um, elements and dimensions to it as well, which to me is what makes, you know, life fun and interesting. And so I also, since um, you have your journal out, I also want to ask you to think about what does the word flow mean to you? So I'll just give you a minute to maybe jot some little notes down. So for me, um, I'm a Pisces. So of course, the first thing that came to mind when I really started thinking about this was water flowing. And I am very attuned and in tune with nature. And one of my, if not my favorite place to be, regardless of the season, is outside. 
and lots of times I'm outside with my dogs. And one of the places that I love to take them for a walk is by this um, stream. Sometimes during spring melt, it's um, definitely more of a river, but, and I like to just sit there and watch the, what happens around the water flowing. And so when water flows, it is effortless. It's going from one place to another, but there's nothing, I mean, you can make a dam to stop it. But in general, if you think about all the different bodies of water we have across this planet, there it's all just moving. You don't need to force it. You don't need to, you can reroute it again. Um, definitely there can be an aspect of control, but the natural state is just flow. It just goes, it just does. You don't have to second guess it. You don't have to think about its every move. Um, it's really just an element of freedom and effortlessness and I don't know. So what else did you guys come up with? I would love to hear um, what came up for you in the comments or if you want to send me a message on social media or in an email. Uh, You know, you can find me anywhere on social media at Dr. Lara May. That's at sign D-R-L-A-R-A-M-A-Y. And my email is laramay at drlaramay.com. If you ever want to shoot me a more personal message or a question, I'm happy to respond to um, all of my emails. Um, It's me. It's not an assistant or anyone. It's just me. So, um, but anyway, so flow for me, again, was the intention to be more deliberate with the flow. And earlier I used the word um, that was contradictory and I caught myself. And so that's something else that I want you to be aware of is that none of us are perfect. Again, we're humans. We weren't meant to incarnate into this life to be perfect or to attain perfection. So a lot of what we're, we're constantly... mm, Some of us, it may be striving, but taking with this word flow, the realization that we don't have to strive, all we have to do is be aware. And so when we catch ourselves saying words that maybe don't align with the energy or an intention of something, so with the word flow, you can be deliberate with your flow and you can be intentional. And um, in the words of Abraham Hicks, you can definitely use pre-paving preparation, but you don't have to force, you don't have to manipulate, you don't have to control, you don't um, have to do all of these things that really are contradictory to the concept of flow. So for me, my intention was to be more deliberate, to be more realistic with my planning and prepaving. And this I was hoping and still am manifesting for myself, this will enable me to release the paralysis of overwhelm. And I'm sure many of you out there can understand this concept of you have so much to do or so many possibilities that sometimes you don't even know where to start and you just feel paralyzed by overwhelm. And this has been a theme throughout my life in different ways. And 
a lot of ways I've I've, I've learned uh, tools to, you know, overcome and move beyond, but it still sneaks up, especially being an entrepreneur and a solopreneur and, um, you know, learning how to manage and grow my private practice. So overwhelmed. So releasing the paralysis of overwhelm for was really big for me in the context of this concept of flow. And to be gentle with myself, to not be so judgmental, to not be so hard on myself. And when I am both, both when I'm productive and when I'm not so productive. Because, again, when we think about flow, we're just moving along effortlessly at a natural pace. There's no one rushing us. We are not rushing ourselves. We are not putting all these expectations. If you think about a stream, you know, there there comes, you know, along their little waterfalls that, you know, could speed up our momentum. And then there's other times where we might encounter a beaver dam that could sort of, you know, um, stop, slow us down a bit. But if you do think about water and the beaver dam, water always finds a way through and around. And it always does so at its own pace. So, um, so again, when you're being productive, and maybe you might judge yourself and say you're not, but what are you doing when you're quote not? Like for me, I have a very interesting work-life balance. And so I tend to sleep at very interesting times because of this balance. And so from the outside person that doesn't know me or know what my schedule is, they might think, man, you know, like she sleeps all day long. What the, you know, how can she get anything done? But really, you know, we all need rest and we all need recovery and we all need downtime and time to reset. And so don't be afraid to rest and reset. And when those, you know, life has natural ebbs and, and flows. So when we're ebbing, meaning like when I've, we are the stream, we've come up against that beaver dam, just sort of taking notice and say, hmm, okay, what else is going on that's maybe contributing to this ebb at the moment? Why am I not feeling so freely flowing? And just notice without judgment, because that's when we're really able to be constructive and productive in the most gentle and loving way possible. So I also had the intention to get clear with my boundaries, again, in the most loving way possible to release my self-judgment. I definitely have tendencies towards perfectionism and to forgive myself regularly. But above all, to have fun and be joyful every damn day. (laughs) So I hope this for you. I am curious to hear how you will instill fun and joy into your life every single day. And so I encourage you to think about what does a year of flow look like for you. So also to, in order to set ourselves up for success, let's say, again, a little pre-paving. Every morning, we have the opportunity to set the tone and to sort of start over, and but in a good way. So a lot of times throughout our day, we get thrown off, we get triggered, we get mm, maybe irritated or frustrated or, you know, that judgment sneaks in, whether it's to ourselves or those around us, especially depending on the work environments that we're in, that can be so challenging, right? 
So where can we instill more flow in our mornings? And so I think it's really important to set yourself up for to have good morning habits and good morning rituals. So one way you can do this is to plan your morning the night before. So you can start your morning calm and pre-planned, or you can rush around like a crazy person with the chicken with the head cut off type of energy, not sure where you put your bag or your keys or, you know, maybe not even, you know, giving yourself enough time to make coffee before you sprint out the door. You have a ton of things to do. And you already, first thing in the morning, you don't feel like there's enough time to get them done. So this is not a state of flow. So I suggest planning your morning the night before. Take a few minutes. You know, a lot of this is going to be sort of like creating a routine the night before. So when you're getting ready for bed, you're turning off your screens, preferably an hour before you go to sleep, right? We all do this. (laughs) That's um, sarcasm, by the way, in case you didn't catch that. Um, We all should aim to do this for the health of our sleep hygiene, but maybe this could be something that would be helpful. So if we're going to plan our, our morning the night before, then we need to be away from our phones and away from screens, away from the TV, and just, you know, maybe in a planner or a beautiful little journal, write down, you know, what time you're gonna get up, what you're going to do. Maybe you're going to read a little bit in the morning, read a little meditation or um, do a meditation without reading. It only needs to be three to five minutes to, you know, get your energy and beautiful alignment and ready for the day. What else do you need to run some errands before you go to work? Um, you know, you could bring, bring out your phone and look at your calendar and see what you have going on the next day. Are you going to plan to work out before, you know, you do anything else for the day or maybe do some yoga or, um, you know, there's so many different things, but make sure you allow yourself time for everything so that you don't feel rushed. You don't feel hectic. You don't feel forced. You feel flowing. All right. So I already alluded to this um, next step, but the next step is wake up a little earlier. If you find that it's um, really hard for you to plan out your routine the night before, maybe that just doesn't work out with your family's routine or your partner, um, having that um, quality time with your partner before bed, um, make sure you wake up a few minutes earlier to, again, have that quiet time, set your tone for the day, go over your schedule, if, you ha- if you're like me and you have a constant rolling list of things to quote to do and to get done, I suggest just picking three. Pick three every day. And once you have those three things done, then you can feel accomplished and feel, you know, feel complete and feel productive. And then if you have even more time after that, then you can approach some other things on your list, or you can take that time to dedicate it to your partner, to your family, to your children, to your pets, to your exercise regimens, to your meditation practice, to your yoga practice, all of these extra things. If you, again, this is part of the setting the healthy boundaries too. So waking up earlier or planning your day the night before, giving yourself more time, only picking three things, the three most important things on your list, focus on those. Once you have those done, then you can 
you will just be so surprised at the freedom and flow you will feel when you just sort of set those healthy boundaries and, um, and really align your day. The other thing, and I've written an entire blog, and I think I even did a podcast about this that I can link back to, is wake up immediately. Get away from that habit of hitting the snooze button. There's the old saying, you snooze, you lose, right? So when you always wake up the instant your alarm goes off, then um, you there's a cycle of chemicals in your brain and, and one of those is cortisol. And so if you don't, if you hit the snooze button and fall back asleep, then sometimes your cortisol can dip back down a little and then it jumps back up again. And that can do a real number on your adrenals. And I'm not going to go into um, all the details about why hitting the snooze button is not great. Um, I'll definitely link back to that blog and the podcast from earlier in 2019. But also, so what do we have so far? We're having planning our day the night before. We are waking up a little earlier and we are waking up immediately. And then the next thing after you're awake and you're out of bed is to make your bed. And Tim um, Tim Ferriss talks about this a lot in, in his different books. And the one thing that um, can sometimes to help people feel productive and to just get that momentum started is to just make your bed. Um, make sure that you're, this also helps you not get back in bed once you're out of it. And again, it can help really set the that tone for feeling motivated and productive and complete first thing in the morning. And if you think about it, if you put that on your list and you do it, then that's your first thing right there off the bat, already done, complete, and you can move on. And so when Tim Ferriss talks about it, he talks about the most successful people on the planet. And one of their first things they do once they're up is they make their bed. So it's a good morning habit to to, um, implement. Also, we want to stretch and smile. Waking up with a stretch and a smile wakes up your body and it starts to release endorphins and get the blood flowing that will bring oxygen to your brain. So if you feel a little groggy, when you first wake up, then maybe jump around, maybe do some step ups or some squats or some push ups. I know my husband likes to use the side of our bathtub in our bathroom while he's brushing his teeth and he does step ups. And I enjoy I don't do this all the time, but I do do it sometimes because it does sort of just help shake the sleep off. And again, stretching, moving around, get that blood flowing, get it, you know, going to your brain, bringing fresh oxygen to the brain. So it's all about feeling good. And these things will help you not only feel productive, but feel good. And I drew a few cards for this episode today. And um, I'm going to go over them in a few minutes. But um, oh, hell, I'll just do one of them now. (laughs) I I drew three cards. Two of them were from um, Gabby Bernstein's Super Attractor deck. And one of them that just popped out as I was shuffling says, feeling good will bring me far more than whatever I thought I needed. And this whole concept of feeling good, um, that really changed my life so significantly and so massively um, from really comes from Abraham Hicks. And for me, it was one of the things that shifted in, in how I approach everything, my health, my work, my profession, my relationships. When I, I care more about feeling good than anything else. So like today coming to this podcast, 
Right now, it's about 5.30 in the evening. I My original intention was to record this first thing in the morning, but I was so tired this morning. I was like, you know what? I don't want to do that and have people feel that tired energy coming through the microphone to them. So I waited. I had my day. I took a nap. I'm awake. I'm feeling better. I'm feeling energized. And now I'm recording the podcast because I feel good. So I want you to think about that too. Feeling good, putting that above everything else. Feeling good and feeling in the flow. Because it can definitely be contagious. Again, so um, one more thing. Two more things when it comes to morning routines. Brush your teeth immediately. Some people believe in brushing your teeth after you um, have completed your, you know, your first meal, and that's fine, but it's actually better to brush your teeth first thing in the morning when you go into the bathroom. So you have your first pee of the day, and you brush your teeth, and maybe you do the step-ups like my husband does, and it will help you wake up. It'll help you get rid of that morning breath, and it also just bring more alertness, and it really act. It helps activate your senses. So again, bringing sensations to different part of your body, increasing that blood flow, and getting things moving. And the last thing is open up your blinds, let the natural light in, push back your curtains, preferably, I know it can be tricky, depending on where you live in the world, if you live in a big city, there's lights everywhere, then, you know, blackout curtains are definitely can be a savior, but it's so important also to expose yourself to natural light, that natural light will trigger that cortisol, the healthy cortisol first thing in the morning to wake you up. And that is also part of healthy adrenal um, function. So open up your blinds, pull back your curtains, let the natural light in. It will help make you feel happy and positive and get you moving a little better in the morning. So now... um, So do we need to review? What do you think? Let's see. So we said, so habits to start your morning off right. Plan the night before. Wake up a little earlier. Wake up immediately. Don't hit your snooze button. Make your bed. Stretch, smile, move around. Brush your teeth immediately and let the natural light in. So I'm also going to link back to this blog that I wrote about flow. So you have it in a different format. I know some people love to have things in multiple formats. So I try to provide that for you. And, you know, uh, care about feeling good above all else. So the other card that came up, um, this one is also from Gabby Bernstein's um, Super Attractor deck, is when I make joy a priority, brilliant ideas will come naturally. Support will surround me and and movements will form. That's really interesting. I'm going to read it again. When I make joy a priority, brilliant ideas will come naturally. Support will surround me and movements will form. I love that. So bringing that back to the thought and the concept of flow and joy. So feeling good, being in the flow, brilliant ideas come naturally. So they will just pop up. They will flow. It'll feel in alignment. And it'll just be like moving from one thing to the next in a natural, easy, fulfilled, feeling good kind of way. You will feel supported, again, without effort. You won't feel needy. You won't feel insecure. 
If you're in the flow, you feel supported and at ease. And movements will form. So again, I feel like this is just saying things will flow naturally. So I thought those two cards were so appropriate for today's episode. And then I pulled one more from, this one's from the Archangel Animal Oracle card deck by Diana Cooper. And um, I thought, I laughed to myself when this came up. It's the Eagle card. And the little phrase on the front says, seize opportunities courageously. And there is a beautiful star orb right in the heart chakra space of the eagle. And there's a beautiful rainbow. And I was lucky enough this week to be on a walk with my dogs and a bald eagle flew down low into the forest and probably not very far, like 20 to 50 feet away from me and just really slow. And um, it was so beautiful. And those birds are so powerful. And to be such a big bird, and it was so silent as those wings flapped, there was no sound. And so um, this card came up again. So I want to read you a little bit about the eagle energy. So Diana Cooper writes in her, in the little guidebook for this, um, for this deck that the, these birds come from Lacume, the ascended aspect of Sirius and have ascended into the fifth dimensional frequency. Therefore, whether they are large or small, they have individualized and are no longer part of a group soul. Eagles soar serenely over the world, revealing true mastery in the air. When they spread their wings, they also spread keys and codes from this place of Atlantis over places where the angels direct them. They teach, about their, they teach about the power of serenity and control, which reminds us to relax and flow with the currents of life. So again, I think that's really interesting, that message um, in this description that directly relates to our message today of relaxing and flowing with the currents of life. Eagles also fly with great courage. They will fly directly into storms, and use the thermals in the sky as opportunities to fly higher. These impressive birds have incredible eyesight and focus it with intent awareness as they seek their prey. And as you watch the eagle fly high, you see the magnificence. This enables you to recognize your own magnificence and ascended glory. This card brings energies of clarity and awareness on the objective. So I, again, I'm loving this message of becoming more clear about what flow means, what it feels like, how we will implement it, just getting really clear on all the different ways that we can implement flow and moving with the currents of the air and the earth and getting clear also about what we want to achieve and manifest for our, for us, for our family, for um, maybe for our communities in 2020. It's time that we start to look at things from the most enlightened perspective, the most loving, the least judgmental, 
And so our intentions are for supreme good for all beings across all time, dimension, space, and reality. I wish for you what I wish for myself, and that's a great prayer, especially if you're working through forgiveness or letting go and healing resentment. Uh, one of the a thing that is that I've used in the past is to visualize maybe an adversary or someone that's hurt you in a beautiful ball of light and think about all of the things you want for yourself and then just send those things lovingly to the other person. We all want to be loved. We all want to be accepted. We all want to be free flowing. So think about all of these things. And instead of focusing on what's not going right or what's going wrong, think about everything that you want for yourself and send that out to the world. Because what we put out is what we get back, right? That is the law of attraction. So be watchful and aware of everything that is happening in your life. Remain motivated so that when you are ready for action, you will move fearlessly and tenaciously. Treat challenges and setbacks as opportunities. So again, when we think about the beaver dam in the middle of the stream, don't we don't the stream doesn't attack it or, you know, like as a human, you might know of past things that you know humans would do with beaver dams and blow them up but the stream doesn't do that the stream will naturally finds a different path and part of the stream will continue to flow under the beaver dam and part of the stream will learn to go around it so remaining it will remain calm the stream remains centered and serene no matter what is present so this is part of how we stand in our power as well if you think about watching someone that is going through something really rough and maybe you're literally watching them have a meltdown, like those people don't seem or feel empowered, right? They're not standing in their power. So remember that when you're in the flow, you are standing in your power. You are calm, you are centered, you're serene. And again, this is contagious. People will see what energy you bring into the world and naturally they will either gravitate towards it and also want to raise their energy to meet yours or they will naturally vibrate out of your space which is great honestly it's if the best way to maybe help remove those people from your life that are just constantly bringing you down focus on your energy being calm cool collected loving serene positive uh, forgiving, all of these wonderful um, na- ways. Uh, I'm missing the word, but you know what I mean. So just focus on being aware of your own divine splendor. And when you are centered and focused on that, and you bring that into the world, that will bring more people that are mirroring and, and also in alignment with that energy. And you will find yourself that it is, you'll find that it is easier to maintain that when you are surrounded by that. And it is a lovely, don't we love the law of attraction for that exact thing? So I hope that this first podcast of the year um, brought you some things to think about and, and not necessarily a New Year's resolution, but a an intention for 2020, maybe even intention for the entire decade, who knows, obviously, things are changing and flowing all the time. So um, 
I'm going to say right now that this word flow for me is definitely for this year. And then we'll see what comes for the next year. But um, I hope that this gave you some things to think about and some things to implement for your mornings to help you be in the flow every single day when you set your day up um, for success. And I look forward to hearing your feedback, hearing what flow means for you and how you're going to implement this in your life this year. And I will see you in the next episode. Namaste.